before we get started, let's all give everyone another big wave. We want to welcome everyone. So today, this is an important topic. Why? Because we're all looking to grow our businesses. Who here, show of hands, looking to grow your business? I'm sure at some level, that means making more income, making more money, right? Having more of a, uh, I guess, more of a reach as well and more of creating more impact. But at some level, we always need to be elevating ourselves when it comes to money. And we all have a relationship when it comes to money. Sure, many of you saw my email highlighting this, but we all have a relationship with money, whether you know it or not. The question is, is that relationship with money serving you or is it not serving you? It may be serving you at some level, but does it serve your goals that you have in place? Your next elevated level of uh, abundance. Does your relationship with money align with that? I think we always need to be improving our relationship with money because we're always looking to grow with money, whether it's receiving at a different level, whether it's giving at a different level, right? Whether it's selling at a different level, whatever it may be, investing at a different level, we're always looking to elevate our relationship with money so we can live a more abundant life and, of course, do good with it and be an example right, to those around us. So if that aligns with you, then of course, we're going to uh, have a discussion here. I've got Heather Mitchell by my side, who I asked uh, to come and share her wisdom and expertise and some skills with you all. So we're going to give her a big round of applause. Thanks for being here. Pleasure. Pleasure. Yeah. It's, it's, amazing, it's amazing for you to be here, Heather. And, um, of course, this is what you do. And I'm going to give my little take on, you know, what money means for me. And of course, how people can start to, I guess, improve their relationship with money. But before we, before I do that, do you want to give everyone a little bit of a, a, a background on how it is you help people around this, around this topic called money? Absolutely. Well, I've been investing my entire life. So um, even when I was six years old, my my dad um, taught me how to do it. And I sort of picked up on it. And I've been doing it my whole life. And I just realized because money is a very taboo subject, and people don't like to talk about it. And I grew up in England, where it's especially kind of, you know, not not done at all. Um, you know, not even in polite conversation. So um, I was doing it in secret and I just noticed along the way that my friends when I you know was having a family and all my friends were just working really really hard and they really didn't have much time not much me time really and I just thought there must be a better way and I'd been doing investing in the background all the time without sharing it so it just made me realize that that was a total need and people aren't really um thinking about investing as a possibility. They just think, generally speaking, if I need more money, I'm gonna work harder. So what I do is to help people to open some doors and some windows in their minds to say there are other opportunities out there to have money coming in anyway. So that money is just coming in in the 
grey of our daily lives of having to make our businesses work, of having to do several jobs just to pay your way or just to get that little bit extra. It's just a way of seeing the world very differently and, yeah, making life a bit easier and a bit more joyful because, you know, what is life if it isn't about joy? Mm. Beautiful. Well said. And I think we all know, we all have that inner belief that with more abundance, not just with finance, but with more abundance in general, uh, you feel closer to who and what you are, right? We feel like we're embracing life more of who and what we are. And that just allows more of who we are to flow. And that can be more love and more joy, right? More peace. Um, That's what we generally all want. Uh, I know that we, when we have these topics around money, we know we're not, you know, energetically not meant to be attached, right? There's a difference between being energetically and emotionally attached to money, thinking it as, you know, that's my safety, that's my security, that's my significance, right? That's my happiness compared to just being who and what you are. You know, maybe you feel more, you know, who and what you are is abundance, who and what you eat you are is love is peace and then it will you know things around you start to flow including the finances so thank you heather for explaining that i'm sure many people are here thinking you know ideas about how they can invest ideas about how they can think about investing and shift their mindset towards i just need to make more money to i actually can invest in ways that you know bring a return and and that grow in sustainable ways um, before we get there, before we start talking about those sort of topics, I want everyone to breathe deep. So I know the topic of finances can be a little bit triggering, can cause a little bit of uh, some uncertainty, some scarcity, some fears, some doubts, right? Some insecurities. So just for a moment, just for a few minutes, I want you all to breathe deep. Continue to breathe deep, breathe from your belly. Bring your awareness back to your body. And I want to ask you a couple of questions as you do so. Couple of questions. What emotions come up for you when you think about money? When you think about your financial or your financial security, when you think about your bank balance, when you think about the future. When you think about needing to sell, what comes up for you around money? And ask yourself the question, what does my mind fear most? What does my mind fear most about money? Is it that you'll go broke? You'll run out? Is it you'll be judged? What's your mind's biggest fear when it comes to money? And what emotions are there? What emotions are around money that come up for you?
Now stay here, stay with your body, stay breathing deep. Because I want you to realize our mind will try to make money to avoid this feeling. Correct? You may be trying to build your business, get into some financial opportunities to invest, whatever it may be, because a part of you doesn't want to feel this feeling. A part of you wants to avoid feeling the fear, the uncertainty, the doubts, the insignificance, right? the unworthiness, whatever may be coming up. That's important because life is always guiding you to find more of who and what you are. Life is always guiding you to become more whole and more healed. Part of that is healing these internal patterns that are fears and attachments to money. If that's the case, then life, in doing its job, won't welcome in the finances that cover up this feeling. Life won't give you the finances or the income or financial wins that allow you to suppress or reject or judge this internal feeling because you're guided to heal it and realize who and what you are is so much more than your attachment to money, so much more than your fear. So breathe deep. I want you to just allow the emotion to be there. Give yourself permission to feel fear. Give yourself permission to feel any stress, worry, concern. And just feel that in your body for a moment. Once again, breathe deep. If you're in the situation of feeling just peace and love, feel that. If you're just feeling abundant, you're feeling contentment, breathe and feel that. Just welcome whatever your body feels and whatever vibrations come up for you around money. Notice where you feel it in your body, your throat, your chest, your stomach, solar plexus, legs, sort of be a lot bit all over. As you breathe deep, notice where you feel it in your body. And internally, just describe it. Describe that feeling. It might be heavy. It might be empty. It might be hot. It might be moving. It might be pulsating. It might feel sharp. What do you feel? What do you feel in your body? Just allow it to be there. Just breathe deep. Be present with it. And then notice the side of you who feels this way. 
Notice the inner you who has this fear or this judgment or this attachment. Just breathe deep. Notice the inner you. Notice the inner child who has this feeling. Who may have learned something about money. Who may have had an experience around money. Who has a belief around money. That may be leading to this fear, uncertainty, doubt. Representing as a physical sensation in your body. I want you to just observe. Hold a loving, safe space for the side of you who's scared, uncertain, worried, confused. Just breathe deep. And just observe what's going on in your body and mind. Without trying to fix without trying to avoid, without trying to suppress, without trying to judge. And while you do so, you just drop all resistance. Be okay with feeling this way. Be okay with there being a side of you who has fear. Just send them unconditional love. And notice the change in your physical body as you do so. The physical sensation might dissipate. It might remain the same. It might intensify. Whatever it does, just drop any resistance. Just drop any judgment. Knowing that as you do so, you're starting to see and heal a deep pattern around money, a deep inner wound or a trauma around money. All we need to do is welcome it, observe it, feel it without judgment or resistance, and just send it love. You're bringing what was previously unconscious to be conscious in your body, for your body to act as the healing furnace. So continue to breathe deep. And notice the peace that comes with observing what's happening in your body. Now let's carry that same intent and just observe your external circumstances. Hold space, send love to your bank balance, to your financial opportunities, to your previous investments and portfolio, to your current business pipeline.
and breathe deep there. Hold space for that. Notice any judgments, notice any resistance, notice any attachments, and just breathe in your body, welcoming and surrendering to what comes up for you. And notice the peace that comes with observing. And ask yourself, what if you were to feel a level of peace, a level of love, regardless of what happens financially? What if you could lose everything you have? Or gain anything that you want in the world. And yet who and what you are remains bigger. Who and what you are remains bigger than any financial challenge, any financial win. But you use those circumstances, you use those external challenges or wins as ways to grow internally, as ways to grow your soul expand your soul to heal your fears, your attachments, your judgments, your expectations. And what if life was just helping you do that now? So when it feels right, feel free to open your eyes Come back to me. Did you have some deeper awareness? Did you have some deeper insights? Something come up for you? Show of hands, who here felt like there was something deep there that came to their conscious awareness that they wouldn't have been aware of in their day-to-day life? Anyone? Show of hands. Beautiful. That's huge. And that's why we're here on these sort of calls. That'll create a a pivot point, a ripple effect, whatever analogy you want to use that can send you in another direction, completely change your vibration around money. When we're no longer trying to make it to feel a certain way, we're no longer attached to certain results for our safety or significance. Right? Can we feel that? But we use these circumstances We use these challenges to grow spiritually, to grow emotionally, to heal from within. So if you do have a pen and paper, feel free to write down any insights, any notes, any reminders that you think will be helpful from that exercise. Because nothing's stopping you doing this time and time again. You don't have to meditate for an hour every morning like me, but you you definitely can have this intention throughout the day. Does anyone have anything they want to share or anything that they, any questions they want to ask before we head over to Heather for some insights? Anyone have any questions, queries, comments? Go, Joe. Hi, everyone. I 
was a very interesting exercise for me because I have been working with a money coach, the Abundance Activator, for over a year now. And it's been massive as in terms of shifts and what I've dealt with and old trauma and wounds that I had no idea were even there or I was willing to acknowledge. And in this exercise, it was just, at first it was just neutral and it just actually confirmed how much work I had done. Um, I did have some stabbing here in the heart, which is obviously there's always more, right? And it is just so powerful to be able to take it down into the the earth and just compost it all, basically, um, which is one of the processes that I use. But it was just so beautiful and confirming and that sense of calm and peace around money is just been amazing. Um, and it's evidence in the way that I'm showing up now in my work and also in the world and also landing money from different sources almost every single day. So it's just beautiful um, confirmation of that. So thank you, Tyson, for that exercise. Yeah, it was just well amazing. Well done. Yeah. Very cool. Now, Rosemary, you have your hand raised. I'm not sure if it was from the previous question or if you have something you want to add. That's from the previous question. Okay, great. Anyone else have anything they want to share? Feel free to raise your hand or unmute yourself. All right. Heather Mitchell. Thank you, Tyson. That was so powerful. It really was. And, and it just really highlights how people just operate from a position of fear. So, most people go around their whole lives just being very fearful of money and all of that, the connotations, it has so many different connotations. And I guess if you operate from the position of fear, then, you know, because obviously it's triggering a lot of traumas that have happened in the past. But if they're, if you're operating from that position, then when you do need to make a decision that involves finances of any description, then of course it triggers that thing that happened all those many, many years ago, it, you, you get triggered from that. So you don't want to go there. You know, you don't want to be in a position where you're putting yourselves in danger. And that's how your body interprets it. It's like, this is a dangerous thing. And so you tend to want to avoid it. It just goes in the too hard basket. You don't do anything about it. And it just you just kick it down the road for another time because it just feels too, too hard and too, too painful. And I just you don't really sort of think too much about it, but it just you just don't even deal with it. It just goes down the road. And I just find that it's very interesting when I talk to my clients about their money stories. So often they say to me, you know, I've never told anyone this before. It's like no one's ever asked me. No one's ever even gone there with me. And I've never even thought about it in those terms. And so it's really quite you know, cathartic, just being able to talk through it. And and as you say, just trying to lay those ghosts to rest. Because if they are coming up all the time, then it's it's debilitating. You can't do anything. But when you actually do manage to heal those wounds, to heal those traumas, then all of a sudden you've got a clean slate and you're able to actually make decisions from a place of peace and calm and joy and love and abundance rather than trying to desperately make the right decision and it's almost like you know I've, I've got make money want you and 
on my slogan because it's like if you're always pushing 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 to get more money it's like it's almost as if you're on a dating app and you're really desperate 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 to get a partner and I think it's you know it can be quite a turn off you know people can kind of sense that and I think it's the same with money you know if you just feel like you're trying so hard to get it then it's almost like it just runs away it just or if you do get it it slips through your fingers so I think just being it's almost like we need to upgrade we need to be you 2.0 to be able to upgrade in the in a kind of vibration where money wants to come to you money is attracted to you it's like effortless it becomes zen-like and we are all spiritual beings and so money is part of that it's part of that energetic vibration that we give out all the time and so it just makes sense and it's quite interesting as an aside is that um, a friend of mine long story but she went on tinder and dated a a, a billion a multi-billionaire hedge fund manager in fact she's still dating him now but the interesting thing is he has his own hedge fund like it's just his own but even after doing all that due diligence and all of the analysis he even he goes back to his gut feeling and listens to his intuition so it it's it's a big part of our lives it's not really something that's particularly addressed in our lives at school we're not taught about it so it's kind of quashed but the spiritual side is so much as important as the as the left brain side as well what what do you think is some of the through your work have you noticed any particular patterns that people may need to be aware of, whether it's patterns of spending, whether it's patterns of, um, you know, certain fears, patterns of actions or non-actions. What what are some, what are some things you've picked up along your journey that might help us gain some more awareness into our own patterns? Yeah, I mean, it depends. I mean, everyone's got different types, so it can manifest in, like, obsessive shopping, for example. Like, I had a client who her dad only complimented her or her mum if they looked pretty. So that developed an obsession, an obsessive compulsion to buy clothes. And she was spending like thousands and thousands of dollars a month just on clothes, you know, and so that's how that manifested. So it's almost like a trauma can manifest in behaviour. So it could be, you know, that... Um, just yeah just gambling that's another one a client I was talking to yesterday I had an issue with that just you know just constantly wanting to get more and so you know risking too much for too little gain um yeah just different things different um just pushing opportunities away so not taking a promotion or going for that promotion and or just knowing there's a really good opportunity but somehow you interfere and get in your own way and stop it from happening I mean that happens so much so you know and we all do it it's all in our lives we can all see ourselves doing it but I think once it's come much more into our awareness then we can actually do something about it so that's the power is to actually become conscious that we're doing it and all that negative self-talk that we do to ourselves and to give ourselves grief because we did something wrong and you know maybe 20 years ago we might still be saying oh why did I make that decision and just eating yourself up it takes up so much energy all the time spinning our wheels when all that energy could be put doing something really positive that we could actually do something about right now beautiful and do you have 
So I like I like the format of these sort of these coaching sessions. It's not necessarily, as you guys can tell, not necessarily just like an interview with Heather to find some answers like on a podcast, but we actually do some exercises. We actually go deep. We can, we can meditate. We can ask each other questions. We can, um, you know, share insights. So Heather, do you have a particular, you know, series of questions or an exercise or something we can write down um, some things we can do to start to shift these patterns? I want to, I want to, highlight that first before we go into some maybe some of the more the practical side of things around investing and what people could do practically um but do you have any exercise or key questions for us to really mold over for creating and solidifying these these sort of shifts yes yes so i was so i tend to start going back so that the market researcher in me just wants to find out all the information to try and understand like where we're coming from so I tend to start way, way back. So my questions to you is, what happened? What happened when your when your parents were were children, when they were growing up? What happened in their lives? How did they did they move countries? Did some did they move jobs or something? Did they lose a lot of money? Did did one of your relatives gain a lot of money? How did how did money appear? What was the first memory you had around money that really got you thinking, oh, money's a thing? Like, can you remember that time when you first, first heard about money? And and adding on to that, what happened to your ancestors? Was there any kind of ancestral line that happened that has kind of come down, come down the line and is affecting the way that your parents behave, the way that you behave, maybe the way your siblings behave. Is there some form of pattern that's coming in, that's emerging that you can kind of see, you can see in yourself that it's like, oh, I'm doing that again and again. It's almost like it just comes round in circles over and over again. You keep doing the same thing. And is there, can you pinpoint a time when maybe that first thing happened that, that started that particular pattern? Beautiful. So going back, I think the, the important part of this is because that can be often unconscious, can't it? It's just like, no, that's just how it is. Like money is money is scarce. That's just how it is. You do have to work hard for money. That's just the way it is, right? It doesn't grow on trees, you know, or, you know, I, I just don't, I don't deserve that amount of money. You know, I'm not worthy of that. And we just believe these things. Um, and sometimes we don't know why. But if you trace it back, you know, if you trace it back from your, what your parents went through, if you, for your first memories of money from ancestral line and where, where those patterns may have just been on repeat, you can start to get some insights um, as to where your relationship with money comes from. Is that where you're hinting towards? Exactly, exactly. Because the more clarity you have, the more you can kind of bring it to your conscious mind. And so the unconscious isn't just operating in the background. It's actually, we can intervene then and kind of go, oh, I see, this is what's happening. And that's where we can start to heal some of those things. And as you, as as well, someone said earlier, it's all about layers. I think it was uh, Yo. It was all about layers upon layers upon layers. So every time you kind of heal something, then it, it, something else comes up and so it 
you know, it's like a bit of like an onion, really. Totally. Awesome. So once we have a good understanding of, I guess, where things have come from, what's the what's the next question or exercise to help with the, the level of awareness of shifting this? Well, um, there are a couple of things that we can do. I mean, some of the things is is kind of the types of things that you do in terms of healing those wounds. And once we've uncovered them, we can actually sit with them and heal them. And then the next thing is to become you know the new you this 2.0 version of yourself it's like well what kind of person has all of the things that you want but as their base level what kind of person just you know it's all ease and flow and just you know it's it they, they expect nothing less than your greatest desires so trying to understand who that person is and and working that through suddenly you can adopt those characteristics in your own body and become that new person that you've manifested in your mind. Beautiful. Now, I know many people that the, this evolution won't be 2.0. It'll be you 3.0, 4 5.0, 15.0, <laughs> you know, because we're always reinventing ourselves, especially as we go on the personal development journey and, and entrepreneurial journey. But this is, such a, a key question Heather it's just who is that version of you and not only who is that version of you who has this level of finances or abundance or income but who's the version of you who has that be normal who's the version of you who who just that's now your standard right that's now the standard you have right because I know I said in a, a previous email and piece of content that you don't always achieve your goals but you always achieve your standards right? Um, I think it's the very first Tony Robbins video I listened to. That's what I heard, but it's, it's so true. Like we have standards with our body. We have standards with our health. We have standards with our relationships. We have standards with our lifestyle um, of what we won't, what we will and won't settle for. And no doubt your evolution of, uh, you know, your financial abundance, the level of you 2.0 when it comes to money has a different standard, has a, a level of abundance, income, you know, investments that is now your normal and it needs to feel your normal. Like you're suggesting Heather in your body, what does that feel like to welcome in that level of abundance and it be normal, not be super exciting. Like it's outside your comfort zone and you're just freaking out, but for it to be normal, for it now to be your, your norm. Um, that's very cool. Heather. Yeah, I read this thing with this guy called Dan Locke. I don't know if you've come across him, but he said that he would regularly go. He his ambition was to have a um, a a Mercedes convertible, this particular model, and so he'd go around all these different dealerships driving this particular one. I think it was red, and he'd just go around driving it for months. And people were like, "Why are you doing that?" But it just got him used to it. It just got him very, very comfortable with it. So when he finally achieved that, everyone said, oh, God, you must be so excited to finally achieve your ultimate goal. And he was like, no, it just feels normal. It feels like it always was, it always should be. So he conditioned himself to expect it. And so it was very, very obvious that he would get it in his own mind. I think that's the difference, isn't it? I think through personal development we're kind of trained to visualize what it is that you want visualize what it is 
that you want to manifest and then feel those feelings. Um, but it seems like every time we go into that exercise and we feel the feelings from this place of, oh, that'd be so exciting. And then you just feel this overwhelming excitement. But at some level, it's exciting because it's not you yet. Does everyone get that? Everyone following? It's like this over level of excitement because your norm is here and that goes out here. It's outside your norm. That's why it's super exciting. But if we are to welcome in, if we are to attract the vibration that we are, then obviously that it's going to be very challenging for that to happen because that's not who and what you are yet. That's why it's that's why it's overly exciting compared to it feeling like yes you feel gratitude for it. Yes, you feel like you feel this level of abundance. You feel this level of um, passion about it. But it's still a vibration of who you are. It's still a vibration of that's my new norm. I think the easiest way to get there, if it is challenging for some of you, is to realize that who and what you are is bigger than that thing. Right? Do you all know what I mean? It's almost, it's almost as if who and what you are in terms of your soul, your spirit, even your creativity and, and resourcefulness is bigger than anything that you can achieve. How do I know this? Because you're the source of everything you've ever created. You're the source of every dollar you ever made. And if that's the case, then who and what you are is willing to embrace any level of abundance. And if that's, if, if you do that, you will know it's from you. It came from you. It came from you and your source. So yes, get excited about the, the external circumstances, but get more excited about you. If you get more excited about you and focus on, on who, who and what you are and elevate your level um, to what had this point here, this 2.0, then things will start to flow from there. You'll start to attract that level of, uh, you know, that level of abundance. So what do you have to add there, Heather? Well, I was just thinking how sad it is that our education system has reduced us to thinking that we are we are this, we are that, we are oh, not good at maths, not good at drawing, terrible at sport. You know, they've it's just reduced us to thinking that we are something when really, as you say, Tyson, we're just this infinite being and we've just been quashed down. And it just really makes me sad that all these amazing people are just walking around with this incredible opportunity and possibility within their bodies and yet they are feeling like they can't achieve anything it's very sad yeah it's it's i like to i like to think that's why we have to continue to educate ourselves outside of uh you know outside of the, the school system um but yeah i mean as soon as you get that reminder you get the reminder of how amazing you are you know, I mean, you don't consciously control the millions of different things that happen in your body for your body to be alive, right? You didn't have to do that because your body's your body's intelligence is incredible. Um, you know, it, it's just the best computer in the world can't compute with this, even just with your brain, right? It's just, it's amazing. Um, so placing that focus on who and what you are will probably get more and more of the resourceful uh answers that you probably need to move forward right it does take sometimes some creativity some flexibility some insight some inquiry um 
But if you come back to who and what you are, then everything can start to flow from there because you will be more resourceful. Um, so Heather, we've we've got the questions of our past. We've got the questions of the identity of, of more and who this 2.0 is. And to describe that in detail, what's next? Is there another, is there another step in this ladder that helps us uh, create this shift? There is, yes. So the next step is, well, the next step that I like to do is to, you know, bring in our energetic, bring in the energies, because again, it comes back to the fact that we're energetic beings. And so the energies are working anyway. So why not get the energies working with us? So I bring in a lot of you know, things like feng shui and uh, quantum physics and lots of different elements that I bring into people's worlds to be able to harness the energies and make sure that they are working with the energies and not inadvertently working against them. Yeah, so that's the next Beautiful. step. We all understand that. We all understand money's energy. We understand who and what you are is energy. Like Heather saying, it's it's working anyway. It's it's happening. We just need to tap into that. Um, let's pause here. And does anyone have any questions for Heather? Anyone have anything that comes up for them that they can ask? Yo, you're up. Thank you. Um, I put it in the chat, so I'm just gonna read what I wrote. I have made tremendous shifts in my mindset in relationship with money. I'm at a point that when I get it again, money. I would treat it differently. However, I still feel as if I can't get it without some major win, like winning the lottery or selling my house or taking my retirement, which are all the things I've done. Not big lot of wins, small ticket wins. And I'm stuck wondering what else could it be? I've done so many of these kind of exercises. I've dug deep. I've released a lot of shit, but it's still somehow on me back. And I don't I know. And plus, people always tell me how amazing my energy is. Why the fuck ain't I rich? Oh, yo, you're such amazing energy. Oh, you're so amazing. Where are my money at? That's what I want to know. If I got the dog's energy, where's the money to match my energy level? That's my question. That's a good question. And I think, well, I mean, there could be a, a myriad of answers to that, that question. I think, you know, yes, there could be more layers. I mean, as we said, there's so many layers. So that's definitely something to address. And then I don't know, maybe it's techniques. I mean, there are obviously lots of techniques in terms of how to actually make money. And that's obviously one of the next steps is to actually, you know, get the tactics right in order to I have those. I, I have support systems, I have products, I have services, I have all the little bells and whistles. There's something in here or in here or whatever it is that's not it ain't it ain't it ain't, it ain't doing this. So I don't, I don't, I'm, I'm just, I'm sick and tired of it. It used to be that I would have a conversation about money as a, I, we had an exercise that once and I was another person that had to be money for me and I made her cry. She cried. She literally cried. She said, oh my God, yo, you made me cry. She was money to me and I made her cry. So I'm not, I'm past that point and I want a relationship with and I want to respect and I want to date it and I want to do all that kind of good stuff, but it's, it's just not there. It's not there for me to do that. And I need it to be there so I can, change the way I've treated. Yes. Well, I mean, I think it's being persistent. As I, all I can say is persistence pays off in the end. I think that you can try different things. You can try, 
you know, but just keep trying, you know, never give up because one of these days you will pinpoint the very thing that was the the sticking point. There's obviously some sticking point there that is not being addressed, no matter how hard you try, but maybe they're just, there's that extra little thing that you need to do that suddenly just... Gotcha. Persistence was what I needed. Thank you, Heather. And I love you, Tyson. It was persistent. That's the word. That's, that's come up a couple of times for me now. So thank you, sis. I, I, bet I need to hear that. Also, and I, I want to also highlight to everyone that, you know, abundance and, and if you're doing well financially is also very much uh, relative, very much relative. Um, how we feel about money. If you have $1,000 coming in this month, if you have 2000, if you have 5,000, 10, a hundred, 200 grand, whatever it may be, it's a lot and a little to someone on this planet. Right. And it's very, very, it can be very hard for the brain when it, you know, when it just, it comes into, comes into this world and just starts to make things normal it can be sometimes very hard to appreciate the things we actually do have. Right. I think in the U S if you make 36 grand or more a year, you're in the top 1% of earners. You're in the top 1% of all earners. And if you're the one that talks about, Oh, this top 1% have all the power in this top 1%, this top 1%, whatever, you know, are evil and they need to give us more money. If you're making more than 36 grand a year, you are the 1%. You are the 1%, right? Let alone if you're the top 5%, top 10%. And it can be very, very uh, humbling to remind yourself of that. And it can be that just that awareness can put you back into a place of appreciation and gratitude, right? I need to remind myself of this. I, I, I moved, As soon as I moved here to Magnetic Island, I'm not sure how many of you have seen the photos, of um of my place but i'm right on the ocean like beautiful apartment right on the ocean and and it is a it is is a reminder to me every single day i'm like appreciate that thing literally living in a in a, in a luxurious apartment and sometimes i wake up and i'm like things aren't going my way <laughs> that's where my mind goes right and as soon as i meditate i'm like oh i'm actually meditating on a balcony where the ocean's literally like 10 meters away and it's it, it it can be it can be a great shift to your level of uh you know to your level of focus on what do you have and there'll be many many people who would probably kill to have what you have right now we've got some hands raised we've got 10 minutes left we do we have a pretty hard finish because we have the collaborative call after this straight after this so uh denise what do you have for us well when you said the top one percent of earners i thought that amount was a little bit low so i had to google it sorry to correct you uh the top one percent of earners in the u.s is eight hundred and nineteen thousand dollars and change a year 800 and so, what was that Eight hundred nineteen thousand. Is that just in the U.S.? Just the U.S., yeah. Yeah, I'm talking worldwide. Oh, okay. I thought yeah, I world see. Worldwide. Um, yeah, so yeah, divided by the number of people who can barely rub two nickels together at the end of the month. Yeah. Yeah. 
I think we are, I think, we are fortunate. Yeah, the majority of the, the majority of the planet work on less than two dollars a day, like the majority of the planet, right? So that's the um, that's the perspective that we need to we need to work with. Yeah. Uh, so thank you for your combined efforts. I've had a lot of awarenesses, made lots of notes. And I appreciate the reminder to access your earliest memories and hiccups and emotions around money. To sit with those and do your best to heal them or get help to heal that. And program the new you is not new to me. And, and bring in the energies to support you. That's yay, my field. So my question for you, Heather is I've heard some people are totally into like emotional freedom tapping. There are people that are into various types of vibrational support. And is that part of when you're talking about the quantum or I, I, feng shui is so weird to me, like move a picture and, and you sell something you've been trying to sell for six months, just shows up that day, very weird. Um, but can you give other examples, I guess is my question. Sorry, making it so long. Um, well, just to qualify feng shui first, um, I like to see feng shui as a kind of microcosm of astrology. So you have astrology and a lot of people, including my husband, who's a, an astrologer, astrologer, you know, and you, the, the the planets are affecting us. And so you've got that energetic impact of, of the movements of the planets around us. And the the same goes for the things around you in your home as well. So it's just, I, I feel it's like a microcosm of that, is that all of those things, depending on where they're placed, have that energetic impact on you as well. So, and it does work. So. You know, I, I know. Just, you know. How? <laughs> yes, yes. And then other things. I mean, Ho'oponopono. I mean, I just, I, I'm a researcher by my original trade and by nature. And I just love to research and research and research. So I kind of bring in all the best things that I find really, really works. And it's quite interesting that I find that one thing might work for one client and you know I I did hot upon upon her with her and she was doing it and crying for two weeks straight just healing and healing and healing and then I did it to the next client who was like oh meh but then something else was really impactful so it's interesting different people respond to different things so I like to use different tools and try different things out and different things will land with different people Beautiful. Hey, thanks, Denise, for the question. Um, Heather, we have six minutes uh, and we've got a few people with our hands raised. Also, everyone, you can reach out to Heather after this as well. Obviously, we, we won't have enough time to go through every single thing when it comes to money, but definitely reach out to Heather. So, Heather, you can put um, your Facebook link in the chat um, before you head off because I think that's uh, people are going to have more questions. And Heather's in the serving circle. So you can ask your questions in there as well of, of Heather and uh, you know, maybe we can 
we can get some some brainstorming going for the group. Uh, we have Kristen. Do you have uh, maybe we'll try and have some really rapid questions to uh, to try to get everyone in. But Kristen, what what do you have for us? Sure. Um. Thanks. Um, Heather, thank you so much. I love this topic. I do a lot of money work personally and with clients. And um, I love what you were talking about, about the patterns and the habits, you know, um, like we all have money personalities. And I think what you said about reflecting on those and, and how we have handled money, like there is gold in that, you know, for each of us really knowing ourselves and I have a favorite saying, which is how we do money is how we do everything. And when you really think about that, it is so true. You know, how we do money is how we do it. Money is just an, ex it's, it's a um, amplifier of who we are. And so I, I know I'm not telling you anything you don't know. And I, I just wanted to say thank you for this. And one of the ways I know, yo, you were talking about where is it, where is it? But like nature is abundant. And when you look around and you feel like, oh my gosh, where the heck is the money? It's not here, you know? And you look at the grass and you look at the leaves and you look at the sky and there is never an end of that, you know? And even if it's not right here, it's over there. We can get to it, we can figure it out. And nature reflects that to us all the time. So I just wanted to say, I love this topic. Heather, thank you so much. It's beautiful. Pleasure, thank you. Thanks, Kristen. Well done. Renee, what do you have for us? Hey, um, thank you so much, Heather. Wonderful presentation. I love all of it. I've been doing it for years. Uh, I know the feng shui definitely works. I had a feng shui expert come to my home. We first bought our home in Los Angeles. Uh, she said, put a little water feature. I put a 350 gallon aquarium there with fish. More abundance came. And then I was writing in a gratitude journal, blue and white paper, uh, water fountain by the front door, the, the wood and the water and this metal. It definitely does work. And, um, it's the invisible that people don't see, but it, it is the invisible and it's, and it's been around for thousands of years. So everything you have, you're saying, I'm giving you my, my uh, deepest uh, testimonial about that. It's so true. I am complete. There's some more people who want to speak. So I am complete and I'll see you on the next uh, hour with Tyson. Thanks so much, Heather. And I will be in touch. Thanks, Renee. Beautiful. Awesome. Hey, thanks for all this. Uh, we have Serena next. Thanks very much, both of you. So I just wanted to share some because I thought, what is it that's worked for me? Because a lot of my life I sought abundance and didn't have a lot. And in the last few years, things have gone swimmingly well. So I was thinking there's about three main elements. Um, I think doing what you say, like following through and being reliable even to yourself, it helps your manifestation because you believe yourself when you say I'm going to do this so that's in day-to-day -day things small things big things and then living within your means so actually making sure that you have enough income to pay everything you're responsible for and then adding to that I mean it sounds basic but adding to that with some reserves and then a plan to build wealth or at least ongoing sustainability that comes back to that when you're doing what you say you will do, that makes things manifest. So your plan for a goal of um, wealth comes in. And the other thing is magic. I really think my abundance spells that I've made and that I've kept making and adding to have really helped. 
that also helped for me for finding my ideal partner. So I, if anyone wants to know, I'm in a fantastic rich witch magic um, circle group, which we meet Monday nights. If anyone would like to join that, a friend of mine runs it. So she teaches you how to do all of those things, but um, it's something I've done over most of my life. So that's a really fun way as well. So that's me. Thank you. Serena, we do have to finish it up, guys, everyone, because we've got one minute left. I put the link to the uh, collaborative call in the chat. If you're able to jump on now and uh, carry this abundance into that call, look forward to see who we can introduce you to. Um, Heather, you're amazing. Everyone's going to connect with you. I'll put all your links in the uh, serving circle in the description and everything like that when we post everything. So thank you, everyone, for being here. I'll see you guys same day and time next week, and we'll dive into a uh, another topic. But thank you very much, Heather. Round of applause for Heather, everyone. Thank you very much. We'll see you soon, okay? See you on the collaborative call. Take care, everyone. Thanks for listening to the Awaken Your Business podcast. If you're a heart-centered business owner, you know that selling, marketing, and business strategy can bring up a lot of fear, doubt, and scarcity. And this is why I created the community on Facebook called The Serving Circle. It's in here where you get to grow your business as a byproduct of asking the question, how may I serve? It's on our weekly Zoom collaborative calls where you get to serve by meeting like-minded people and organizing collaborations, service exchanges, and partnerships So together we can heighten consciousness through business success. So just search The Serving Circle in your Facebook groups and you'll see that you're just one heartfelt collaboration away from reaching your biggest business goal. Take care now.